Hello, everyone. I'm glad you came. This is totally, offensively, utterly, audaciously, fabulously ugly me. Gabriella Denise Frank created the installation Ugly Me for the 2015 Jack Straw New Media Gallery program. Gabriella was a Jack Straw writer in 2012. She sat down in the Jack Straw studio with Sean Wong, who curated that year's writer's program, to talk about her installation, her development as an artist and writer, and her obsession with distorted selfies. You walk inside the gallery, and the first thing that you're greeted with is a wall of distorted selfies, as well as the tool that was used to take them, and that is a selfie stick. So it's displayed sort of like a precious object sitting on a, a little podium with light coming down on it. And there's also a fragment of one of the poems um, that's being read, and it's called Ugly Me. So you're, you're getting a bit of that to kind of frame the overall tone of the exhibition. And then as you turn to your right, uh, you've got a large-scale typographic collage that spells out the letters U-G-L-Y. So you're looking at the word ugly, and it's covered in thousands of fashion images. And um, actually reflected on the floor, you also see, as if you're looking at a mirror, you see the word ugly um, spelled out in the, the leftover scraps and body parts. And then in between ugly and then the word me, there is a, a small area where um, people, very brave people, um, have been contributing their own distorted selfies. And then the visual part of the exhibition ends on the word me. And these are also six-foot-tall letters. And they're covered in a, a mirrored substance so that as folks are actually coming around the room, they actually end on an image of themselves. And I really wanted people to end on that note, to be looking at some version of themselves in a looking glass and to kind of come to a point of honesty and peace and, uh -huh. um, and feeling good about that person who was looking back at them. And the overlay to this um, is a series of 12 prose poems that form a story arc that kind of start at the beginning, talk about my discomfort with having my photograph taken and realizing that there was a question to be asked here, namely, what is my problem? Why don't I like having my photograph taken? Why do I feel this sense of kind of twisting inner shame and worthlessness at my own image? And then the poems kind of take you on a journey. So in the exhibition, you have a number of different selfies of you that are of your face in particular that are extremely distorted, you know, giant pig nose, so, you know. Huge uh, teeth. Huge, giant teeth the size of tombstones, you know. <laughs> and you like these pictures. Yeah. Can you explain why you like to see sort of the quote-unquote ugly version of yourself? Yeah. I think at first it was a little bit about control. I mean, there's something when someone else takes a photo of you, you know, you, they're the ones that are holding the power. They can decide how many photos they'll take. They'll, they'll decide if they're going to post it on social media, for instance, which of the photos they'll take. And you have no control whether your eyes are closed, you're, you're making a face, or just an unflattering angle or something. And so I think at first, you know, I, because I didn't like having my picture taken, I really had played around with selfies very little to begin with. So this idea that I could control what was happening visually was pretty compelling. But there was something that changed for me 
you know, fairly early on, I think I was doing this for about a week and I started trading these pictures with a friend, Tammy, whose daughters introduced me to the app and another friend, Kim. And it was almost shocking to me that I was sending these out. Like I was actually sharing something that normally I would, I mean, there have been nicer pictures that I've cringed at. And I realized that we turned it into a game and it was suddenly fun. And as soon as it became apparent to me that I was suddenly having fun, that's when I thought, okay, what's going on here? This requires another look because really it's been decades that right. I've hated having my photograph taken. And this is this feels different. I was doing it on buses and laughing <laughs> as I'm sending these things out. And the people next to me are like, what is going on with her? So um, backing up a little bit, why do you think you don't like to see pictures of yourself? Is there something you don't want to see or or is there an, an imperfection that only you see that the rest of us don't see? And we're just talking about your portrait, your yeah. just your face. I think it's very much that. The farther I got into making these poems, I started to realize that this was something that began so long ago, I couldn't even exactly put my finger on it, except that it had to do with some of the way that I grew up and the way that my family operated. And I realized all the times, you know, being told to shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. And you start getting really quiet after a while when people tell you to shut up a lot. Um, And it starts to make you question your self-worth. Likeness is a poem uh, that goes with the exhibition where you sort of talk about your – childhood and on into adulthood. But but one of the things was um, you talk about your father saying, you know, children should be seen and not heard, yeah. you know, and to shut up. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Sure. I mean, I, I come from a pretty, I would say, very traditional working class um, family on both sides. I had no brothers and sisters, so our house was always just this very quiet place um, my dad, a very temperamental man, and so little was stood for, I mean, both publicly or privately. In fact, I remember him going to my second-grade teacher and saying, if you need to use corporal punishment on her, <laughs> go ahead. And, and the whole time, my teacher's looking at me like, what is she going to do that <laughs> could be this bad, um, other than being chatty? Um, but I think that I realized over the years that it became a self-esteem problem, too. I mean, I, I really— so he. He, it wasn't just a, a cliche. He really meant it that no, children really should be it. seen and not heard. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would grow up, you know, going somewhere in public, and I would see other people's children making noise, and I would get anxious and think to myself, oh, that kid should shut up because that's what kids should do, right? So where's the lie? Was it in my father's evening chant? Children should be seen and not heard. Shut up was something I was forbidden to say, but it lingered in the air, an incantation only he could pull down, like Zeus with a thunderbolt striking me dumb, banished to my room. When did you start to speak? <laughs> Still working on that. Um, I mean, it's, it, it's not my first impulse. Right. And uh, as the wonderful poet Elizabeth Austin told us when we were doing Jack Straw writers training, um, when you feel that flutter in your heart, that is uh, your body's uh, sense that you are ready to perform. So I'm trying to think about those little fluttery moments of speaking in that way now. The other thing I was thinking of is that uh, poetry 
is sort of the ultimate selfie. You yeah. know, it's very, it's not really distorted, or at least the ones that you've written. Uh, so in, in the exhibition, you have these distorted visual images of yes. yourself. But then you have a series of poems, 12 poems, that when we listen to them in the exhibition, they pretty much tell the truth. Right. And, and not a distortion of uh, the truth. There's a little backstory that I'll give you. So when I originally proposed this exhibition, I imagined that I or others might read from some of the most ugly characters in history and think like Dorian Gray. (laughs) Um, And as part of my submission, I did submit a writing sample and I wrote a poem called Ugly Me, which is different from the one that's up there. And when I was selected um, for this, it came with one condition. And they said, hey, you know, we really liked that poem that you submitted. So our one proposal would be that instead of reading other people's material, um, we would love for you to create some new original pieces that would go along with this. Um, and my joke is that I said to Levi, oh, great. And then internally I was like, oh, God, how am I going to do this? Because that's when I knew that there would be something really revealed. And so it's this whole right. process, it's been a journey. Um, so I started writing the poems this spring. And they were they were about sort of beauty or value in the highest sense. And... I could just tell that there was not a connection between the selfies that I was making and the words that I was speaking. And so I knew that I needed some poetry counseling. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) You had to make it personal. Yeah. My my poems needed therapy as much as I did. And um, I called upon uh, actually current Jack Straw writer Janine Walker, and she had been a, a poetry teacher of mine in the past. And I didn't know how she was going to help me, but I knew somehow we were going to get through it together. And so we met to review my work, and she was very complimentary. And then she just came out and said it. And she said, I like where you're going with these conceptually. I think they're great. It's a good starting point. I don't see any of you in them. Right. I think you're hiding behind these poems is what she said. So I went, oh, right. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) So that night I went home and just furiously uh, edited several of the poems. And then I, I think I created four new ones in response to that. And likeness was actually one of them. Yeah, and I I think uh, in going back to likeness, since you brought it up, um, there's a line at the end of likeness where you say, I cannot say who sees me correctly, him or you or me. And I think that sort of goes to the idea of when people say things about you or say that you're beautiful or to comment on your physical identity, who would you say you believe? I would say more and more now, I'm starting to believe myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what's always been hard is at some point kind of turning from a duckling into something kind of swanish mm-hmm. and having people perceive me a certain way on the outside, but then feeling kind of like a liar because I don't feel like that on the inside. And I think since then, one major thing that's changed, I, I made um, a presentation on Friday night, and part of that was showing this picture that was taken a few weeks ago for work. And I went in there and I channeled that feeling of being here in the studio with my sound engineer, Tom, and with my voice coach, Christine, and this feeling of being safe but also revealed. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, I'm not going to cringe. I'm just going to go in there and (laughs) feel it. And the picture actually turned out great. Like, it got my approval and I realized I'm I'm the person that needs to figure this out. Like, there could be all of this outside stuff, but it's really got to start from me. There's another interesting side of this uh, installation as well as a 
previous project you did called A Novel Performance in which you were at the Seattle Public Library writing a novel and everybody in the library could follow along as it was um, put on a screen. Right. And uh, so part of you doesn't like to see your photograph taken and part of you is involved in this performance right? where you're on stage, essentially. <laughs> you're yes. writing a novel. As a novelist myself, that would be horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I will not pretend that it was easy. <laughs> and then at the same time, you know, you have this installation and, and these very personal uh, poems that are part of the audio installation. Can you talk a little bit about that kind of um, contradiction of Someone who doesn't like to see their own photograph and someone who's willing to put it all Mm -hmm. out there. I wasn't kidding about that midlife crisis thing. I mean, really, (laughs) um, this has been 12 months of a big journey. And I realized that there there were a lot of things inside of me, including my struggle with wanting to be a writer. I mean, like capital W on my business card, which has never happened for me. It's just been sort of this other life. Um, And... It wasn't necessarily intentional. I I actually turned in my proposal for Ugly Me in uh, 2013, so I didn't know that these things would necessarily be happening within months of each other, really. But they both happened, and through that, I've started to realize there was just this need for whatever was inside of me to finally come out. Like, I just couldn't stand to have two lives anymore. And so... The talk that I just gave at Jackstraw last week was titled The Art of Revealing, or pardon me, your slip is showing. But it really was how can we use art as a means of revealing in a way that's meaningful to other people, that people can take a look and say, you know, maybe I don't want to hang on to whatever idea that is that I've had forever, or maybe I'll look at someone else in a different way. They might become revealed to me if I look just a little bit deeper than what's on the surface. Right. So there's a line in, in your poem from the exhibition called Reflection, and it says, um, ignore every link between your bodily imperfections and the way you think of yourself and the way you really are. Mm-hmm. And I think um, both this exhibition and what you were talking about in uh, your, the library novel performance are uh, both an attempt to sort of get to that place, Yeah. right? And. And it's something I feel that we're constantly trying to uh, negotiate and and have a dialogue with, right? right. Um, the way I think of myself and the way I really am, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, that's sort of what writers do. Well, I think that was something that after this whole process, looking back on it, um, I think we forget that we're all kind of the same inside, <laughs> right. right? That's why when people say, you know, oh, my God, you did this brave thing— it's like, well, take a step back from that. Guess what? We, you know, the, everyone's little thing inside is different. It's kind of like these, you know, probably like a splinter that's been in there for a really long time, and you kind of don't think about it anymore, but it stays in there. And when you start to peel back, you know, the bravado that we sometimes approach the world with, or, you know, we, we seem like these tough, very resilient people, <laughs> and, and not that we're all, like, weepy and cry on the inside, right. but, but we, you know, it's like we're, we're tender little beings, and we all basically want to be loved, and we'd like to be supported, and, you know, we need a little bit of that. And I think when you start to take away the shell, take away the mask, and just say, this is what it is, then these things aren't so brave anymore. We just realize that this is just normal. And I think that was, without realizing it, you know, in 2013 when I began this, 
it was a way of trying to reach out to somebody else, even if it was just one person who came here and saw this and and had a difference in how they thought about themselves. Like, to me, that would be success of like, let's just peel all this away and just be who we are. Right. So at the end of this, do you like to see pictures of yourself still? I Well, I do, and I feel like that's where I've come through this. I mean, you know, every day you struggle with something a little bit. It's not like everything's perfect. But I think building that stronger sense of self a little bit every single day is what helps you maintain an equilibrium when the seas, you know, get choppy. And you have to just say, okay, is, is what's happening in front of me real? Or, or do I need to just take a step back and kind of go inside a little bit? And there's that belly again, like your intuition, and say, <laughs> you know, what's really true of me? Mm-hmm. A lot of people could say a lot of things. Even I could say a lot of things. But when I sit with myself, what's really true inside? Ignore every link between your bodily imperfections and the way you think of yourself and the way you really are. Don't stop. Come closer. Ogle yourself in the magnifier. Forgive what you can't change and promise to do better. Release the trappings for something greater, something freer and more frightening. A fluidity inherent in everything. Part of one, part of another, part of all. Forgive yourself, really. And when you've done this, don't forget. Gabriella Denise Frank's installation, Ugly Me, was created through the Jack Straw New Media Gallery Residency Program. Podcast interviewer is Sean Wong. Sound engineer is Daniel Gunther. Produced by Daniel Gunther and Levi Fuller. Jack Straw Executive Director is Joan Rabinowitz. Music by Michael Ovcheruk. Produced through the Jack Straw Artist Support Program. The Jack Straw Artist Residency Programs are made possible with the support from the Seattle Office of Arts and Culture, Four Culture King County Lodging Tax Fund, Washington State Arts Commission, National Endowment for the Arts, Arts Fund, and individual contributors. Special thanks to Power to Give donor Kathleen Flanagan.